2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class right here exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, comment. We want to get a five-star rating from you, the Busted Open Nation. If you like what you hear, Like I said, subscribe, or you can listen to our live show. That's right, three hours daily of Busted Open, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, Monday through Saturday on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Here we are with the Masters of the Ring. That's right, our Masters, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Tommy and Mark, good morning to you. What's up? Good morning,
2: Dave.
1: I am excited for today's show. Now, we're celebrating All Out. It's All Out weekend in Chicago. Myself and Mark Henry are in Chicago for All Out. So hopefully we've met some members of the Busted Open Nation. And it got me thinking. I mean, Mm -hmm. Chicago is one of the best cities when it comes to pro wrestling. So I would figure, Tommy and Mark, you both have some great stories to share with the nation when it comes to the great city of Chicago. So, Tommy... What are some of your stories, some of your moments, some of your memories when it comes to the Windy City?
3: Well, I have a lot. I love uh, Chicago. I love its history. And it goes back to the AWA, uh, watching Comiskey Park, uh, wrestling on, you know, with the I remember the Freebirds, and they had that massive show. And I could remember the paneling, walking to the ring, uh, and I'd be like, man, this looks so great, but yet so bootleg, even as a straight up fan. Yeah. But I go way, way back to early ECW, man. And Chicago was so lit for us when we went there. And it was just like, the industry was so different. And when we came there, it was next level for us. And what we used to do is we would reward you. We came there with a live event, and then we'd come there with um, a TV and then the ultimate payback to the city was a pay-per-view and that was um the largest house we ever did for the original ecw was in chicago at the old odium theater and man when if there was ever we're going to make it it was that thing of wow like look at this like we're so in the mix and before that like we did everything chicago and it wasn't like how you do it now with pr tours and like, Hey, we're going to do that. I literally would call up the White Sox. I, they still send me magazines, um, for season tickets. Cause I would call up and I would always use Seinfeld names and I would call up as, um, a, a Seinfeld name, a random Seinfeld name. And I'd say, yes, I represent extreme championship wrestling and we're coming into town, you know, And and we had a suite for us and for that for all of us was a really really big deal um going to giordano's pizza was it was another big deal to have this new type of deep dish pizza but we went to the white Sox game or then after that you know i saw sammy sosa hit number 60 in his home run chase and that was just an amazing time and we all did it together like as as a wrestling family traveling the world and like literally we bs'd our way to get there. And if you really think about how ECW was like, we, we bullshitted our way to get to the top and the fans never forgot us. And just all those different memories were, were fabulous for me. And then, you know, when ECW goes away, this was, this was on the time when it was on the ropes and it was actually new Jack and I worked for CBS and it was for a TV show called early edition. And we were filming a sitcom. And it was my first dabble really into like Hollywood. And this is like a real, real big deal. But for me, I could care less about it. And you could find it on YouTube if you go and search it. Or I know they still play the episodes. And the actor we worked with was is super famous actor now. But he was like, man, you're really good at this. You should do this. And in my world, I was such in that wrestler bubble. I could care less about what was going on. I had a trailer. Jack had a trailer. It meant nothing to us. It just was a just new gig. After that, WWE was still in in town when we were filming it. And the Dudleys were there. And of course, I'm going to go see Bubba and Devon. And uh, it was my first unofficial offer to join WWE because I was put in contact with certain people. And it was like, hey, you have an open invite. You know, what, what do you want? You have an open invite and what do you want us to pay you? And I still stayed with that thing called DCW. And also there was a lovely and Armando Estrada as a a fan was there. There was a bit of a, uh, let's say, fan incident where um, this fan wound up through the glass doors of the hotel and uh, with Bubba and Devon. And of course, I'm there. And I remember, like, when all this is going down, and thankfully there was a police officer who saw the fans start the whole thing. And again, a young Armando Estrada was in attendance for that. And, like, that whole time, I remember this stupid Mark kept asking me if I was joining <laughs> WWE, and I was like, get away from me, and it turns out to be Armando. But <clears throat> it's, uh, like, the one time the ECW guys all get back together and there's a massive, massive, like, fight, all that stuff. Um, and it was just like, Oh boy, this is just not going to be good, but it it turned out to be okay. But again, filled with landing in Chicago and and dude, I just, I just went there for impact wrestling and, uh, landing, seeing the, the, the Rosemont and, and that building is just magic. I mean, I was there for WrestleMania and just, I'm flooded with memories of this great town that I could just can keep on talking and talking. Uh, me, Dolph Ziegler, and Hornswoggle driving past a gentleman's club called heavenly bodies and not, and literally pulling a giant U-turn not to go there to look at the clientele, but to go there so we could actually take a picture and send it to Dr. Tom Pritchard as we'll doing the heavenly bodies entrance and, Filming, uh, doing the juggalo Jimmy Del Rey weird hip thing that he would do. Um, just uh, dude, I could go on and on, or like that 24 hour IHOP that's right in that same plaza, um, where the Rosemont is, and, and just having like ma- <clears throat> me and Colin Delaney versus The Miz and John Morrison, and me and and me getting into a massive argument in Gorilla with Vince McMahon after that match, like because he didn't acknowledge me at all when I put the whole match together that would be like where gorilla just went silent because somebody I screamed at Vince and uh again even when I go there on indies just like I was I was literally there last month uh for impact and emergence and and, uh, I love that town it's a great wrestling town um, I've been there so many times, C2E2, when you just see all these fans converging and I don't really do autograph appearances. And just like everyone telling you like, what a great time or a part of their, their lives and careers they've had because of things like for that you have done. And you know, what ECW's meant. I mean, I hung out with Road Warrior Animal there for three days, which I, I can't do anymore. So it's, It's a home away from home for a lot of wrestlers, but it's also just one of those major iconic cities being part of the first two all outs, you know, being a surprise and, you know, agenting and being in the battle royal, the first two ones it's there and seeing how this was blowing up and knowing that this thing called AEW is going to be special. The first one where you didn't know who was even backing it, whether it was ring of honor what what was going on to then the second one and it was just like wow and, and like dude like even like when we talk about history i didn't even re- realize ray mysterio was part of one and i was like huh i was there and ray was there yep and well, i just you forget about it or even when like jericho showed up and he like was totally hidden even to us and somebody walks past me and he calls me blah and he's like hey blah and i didn't even know it was him and like when we talk about that's like keeping secrets from the boys, but they're good secrets. It's a good Christmas gift. Again, I could t- go on and on about everything Chicago, but man, you, you've been great to me. You've been great to the wrestling business. But if I'm talking from from a personal standpoint, it's just uh, you've been an amazing town for me in my career uh, through ECW, WWE, Impact, Indies, just. You, you're special in my heart, and uh, I, I look forward to wrestling in you again. Yep, same Chicago. thing we said at Heavenly Bodies as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, great segue, Mark. Chicago, I know you have some amazing memories in Chicago.
2: Oh my God, man! Uh, I'm gonna start with the funny and and get more to the serious. Okay. There were things that happened here, man. I, our own Bully Ray, I wish he was on the show today. Uh, we're in a bar in Chicago. And <laughs> this guy comes up and he goes, hey, Bubba, um, can you st- 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 sign my autograph? And Bully says, no, and f- 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 fuck off. And <laughs> and the guy goes, well, you- I mean, fuck you. And he pushes him. And Bully goes, like, it was like a movie. Like, he looked at me and was like, and open hand slaps this guy. This guy punches him in the face. And Bully goes, that's all you got? And wow! And just beats the shit out of this guy. And I'm like, well, welcome to Chicago. (laughs) Like, and and man, like, the, the matches, I had an incident, me and CM Punk and Kofi Kingston and a few other guys that was like, we had a buddy moment. And we just so all happened to be involved in this tag match. And I took a slice of Chicago pizza, deep dish pizza to the ring and offered it as a truce. And of course, the bad guys always Knocked the piece out, and the whole crowd, it was like, like Andre the Giant came back from the dead, and the whole crowd was like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you knocked the piece out of Mark Henry's hand? And, of course, we stomped the hell out of him. And it was just a good moment, and it was so much fun. like, Chicago was was a place where I had some unbelievable moments. And the... The number one moment in my career at that point was to be in a co-main event at WrestleMania, in WrestleMania 22, me and the Undertaker in a casket match, and like that was such a, pivotable, a, pivotable, pivotable, a pivotable, pivotal, a pivotal, pivotal, a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Yeah, that go. word. Uh, moment in my career that. I can't even put it into words, man, like how important it was because it validated me in a whole new way. And I went on to uh, be able to tell the story of how, you know, that match came to be. Like, I had a dream about that match. And when I told it to Taker, uh, he... (laughs) He said, oh, they, they told you about it. They smartened you up, huh? I was like, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I honestly didn't know that that they had something in the works. It's just that I dreamed. I was like, and like, it was, you know, the Boston Garden floor, the parquet floor. And he said, yeah. I was like, that that was the way that it was in Chicago. And he went, all right, man. So we have the match, we do a double down in the match and we're both laying on the floor, looking up at the ceiling. Anybody that's ever been to the Rosemont, the ceiling is wood parquet. And we are both looking up and I said, look at the ceiling. And he goes, holy shit, it's time to go. (laughs) We went home. Like, I mean, it was just like Chicago plays a really, really important uh, role in my career and not to mention you fast forward to now and see him it's no secret seeing punk and I are real tight and we talked all the time during his hiatus from wrestling uh, we were on a show together on fox like we we, we had a, a we have a very very close relationship and we get a week or two out from coming to Chicago, and I'm calling him trying to get together. The to hell with wrestling? I just, you know, wanted to see my boy. And he's not answering. And then I get to Chicago, I call again, nothing. I call April, nothing. So I'm thinking, shit, something went wrong. Like, what was going on? Like, I got heat. And then his music hits. And I'm at the I'm at the announce table. I'm calling the show. And I could not believe it. He came out and the crowd was at a continuous fever pitch for over 10 minutes. And I told you I I'd only experienced that maybe four times in my career and it was people like Hogan, The Rock, Austin, Undertaker, Michaels. It was the elite of the elite. And he he rose to that point and man, like a tear came to my eye and I looked in the crowd and you could see the videos on AEW when Punk came out like grown people were crying. They were so happy to have him back. Like he is, it's like that long lost uncle or cousin that you haven't seen that you loved and, and now you get him back. And we have CM Punk back. And here we are in Chicago and there's, there's going to be more CM Punk. The ice cream bars. He gave away 50,000 ice creams. They were selling... The ice creams for up to a thousand fifteen hundred bucks online the next day. I have two in my refrigerator. If y'all want to buy, but like, (laughs) like Chicago has some unbelievable memories for me. Look at that! (laughs) Look at that, guys. Dave Lagreca has. I I told you, don't eat it. Don't open it. Leave it. It's been sitting.
1: it's been sitting in. I don't know what's. I hope there's no bacteria that's seeping out of this wrapper because it's been sitting in this office where I do the show since. Since that day. Since that day.
2: I'll eat it. <laughs> 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 you know what? Normally I would say, okay, badass, do it. But I don't. I love you too much to have you die. The, the thing about, the thing about A botulism. this, this has not.
1: Tommy, just so you know, this has not been refrigerated. You know, this has been, like, you know, it's been over a year now. It's over a year that it's not been, you know, anywhere near anything of cold.
2: pasteurized yeah. milk
1: product. It's solid. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> solid. So, I, I can't even imagine. It's petrified. Yeah, I can't even imagine what would happen to you if you bit into this oh, ice cream. Oh, man,
2: water. I do. I know exactly. <laughs> you would hear, like. And then you would hear (laughs) that's what would happen.
3: That's that's good. Sound like the great (laughs) traveling with the great Kali.
2: Wow. You explained a lot of road trips with me and (laughs)
3: Kali. You would literally have questions. Hang on,
1: hang on. Okay. Number
3: one, I have turkey legit in my refrigerator that says August 11th that I cooked defrosted. And I'm thinking of eating it tonight. I might do it just to see if I get sick now.
2: Why? Well, Dave, well, don't ask. Don't ask. I like to tempt it. Tommy
3: Dreamer. Also, okay. if I get sick and I lose weight, it's a Kickstarter to help me lose weight. I'm struggling. Can y'all do uh, this shit? I got two questions for you, Mark. Your WrestleMania payoff, and you don't have to say what it was, was that your largest payoff you ever had in wrestling?
2: Uh, me and Undertaker, yeah.
3: Okay, that's at that cool. point so it wasn't your largest come ever
2: no wow
3: um two the bully thing and i know he's not here i'm thinking bubba's in his head thinking this fan is coming up to him and making fun of bubba because he used to be a stuttering guy on television and then bubba takes it that way (laughs) but then does this guy really have a stutter that's,
1: that's
2: what I was and thinking. that's why no no he was being oh, okay. an ass he was oh, being okay. an ass. And he. even says it best he's like fans get can get what they want assholes get what they deserve
3: yep no i get it and that, that- dude
2: deserved to have his ass be he lucky i didn't put the boots to him too so but shocking
3: I- that bullies got into two physical altercations in chicago
2: Oh man, Bully had physical altercations everywhere. That's why he's bullied. <laughs> nice. How did he not get sued? I got sued when I hit people.
3: There was also a, a cool after hours place uh, that would take care of all the boys. Um, that none of us like. it was just a cool hangout that when everything was closed, they kept it open for us. And it's weird. Like, Chicago, a lot of times, all the boys just get together and just hang out. And I could I could continue to list on and on so many memories and moments like that.
1: Uh, guys, great moments in Chicago. I'm sure we're going to be talking about some great moments next week on our live edition of Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on 6M Fight Nation Channel 156. I hope you enjoyed what you listened to today. If you do, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. We would love to hear from you, the Busted Open Nation. We'll talk to you next week. For Tommy, for Mark, and I, right here on Busted Open. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156.
0: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking.